Today is April 9th, and this is the Fish Stripes Podcast with an episode of Big Fish Little Pod. And looking at last night's loss against the Mets, the drum has been beaten all the way around. On uh, Twitter, Anthony Reber uh, had a moment to talk with umpire Ron Culpa as a pool reporter and uh, Reportedly, Ron has said, with regards to with regards to Conforto in the ninth inning of last night's game, that the guy was hit by the pitch in the strike zone. I should have called him out. So that's what I mean by the drum has been beaten all the way around. This Marlins loss has resulted in everyone's acknowledgement that of just an umpire's simple mistake. Now, in that ninth inning, uh, to that point, Anthony Bass had already blown the save on a Jeff McNeil home run on a sinker that stayed in the middle of the zone. It did not cut to a corner. It did not get out of the way of the bat. Uh, It was a poorly located sinker, and Anthony Bass has had noted control troubles so far this year. In his first blown save of the year, this is now his second in two chances. His his sinker tonight was the issue, but last week it was the splitter. He didn't even throw it that last night. He's clearly acknowledging some mistakes of in games and taking accountability, trying to be better for it. And thankfully, unlike the final judgment of umpires in Major League Baseball and last night's game, it can be a progression for Anthony Bass, who still has the same stuff that he's featured. He just needs to make some tweaks to locate his pitches consistently. And obviously, Eli has a lot to say on that subject in the game recap. And ultimately, what we saw last night is with that final score of 3-2, to two, we saw a Marlins team that only scored two runs against Taiwan Walker and the Mets. And that is not good enough. This Marlins team has only scored more than two runs twice. Both times were against the Rays. One time they scored four runs, then on their victory, their Saturday night win, they scored 12 runs, and undeniably, that 12-run night was a night that the offense broke out, so to speak, but the bats haven't come alive for any meaningful amount of time yet in 2021. That's yet to happen, obviously, if this were in the middle of June, You might say the bats are cold, Uh, but since it's the start of the year, so far we've just seen the bats be cold. Um, By no means will that be the case. There are a lot of reasons to kind of find promise in these Marlins bats. Uh, For instance, Starling Marte, he struck out four times in the first game, but has reached big safely every game since then. Corey Dickerson had an important double tonight, drove in John Birdie for a run. That represented just a solid hit for 
a veteran player that gets a fair amount of scrutiny for his lack of production. But uh, it's kind of like nomenclature as a quote professional hitter. And there are many strengths of Corey Dickerson's game. Looking at his approach at the plate, what he does regularly is he takes pitches. He takes a lot of pitches. He makes the pitcher work when he needs to. When he's down in the count, he chokes up on the bat and he'll foul off pitches. This Marlins team has a generally disciplined approach. Looking at baseball reference, they're in the top five of 3-0 counts. They are in the top five of just contact percent and avoiding the swinging strike. This team as a whole is focused and succeeding at the idea of making contact and defending the zone and doing all the defensive things right against a pitcher. But what they haven't done yet with any sustained success is putting the ball on the ground ahead of them and between the lines and get hit after hit. Looking at the Cardinals series, we saw just a lot of runners left on base. It's a lack of teeth in the lineup. They have an approach that has put some pitchers in hot water. Think about uh, Gant in that Cardinal series where he would get wild and the Marlins would get the bases loaded but they wouldn't convert. They'd get a leadoff double by Jazz Chisholm, but they wouldn't convert. Uh, then yesterday against Flaherty, it was similar issues. Apologies, not quite yesterday. This was recorded last night. Um, but against Flaherty, they did not really score. Yesterday against Taiwan Walker, they did not get too deep into the box score it's it's sad I mean Corey Dickerson had two of the team's five hits and on five hits you you're not gonna get more than five runs you just aren't going to Uh, even with the walks it's one thing to like have a team and get a pitcher in hot water you can make an opposing pitcher sweat you can make them work but ultimately this team needs to be knocking out starters they need to be winning. They need to be a reason why the Marlins are in a position to win the game in the ninth. Not just because they got a couple of runs and their pitchers, their starting pitcher dominated or did what Nick Niter did today, which was got into some trouble, but ultimately did win his matchups against the Mets when they mattered. This Marlins team needs to be winning the matchups when they matter. And they need to be making more matchups matter. Saturday, the Marlins will look to avenge this systematic failure of Major League Baseball and show these Mets who they are. Show this National League East Division favorite New York Mets team that can only win with just the goofy help of Major League Baseball or whatever systematic failures they can capitalize on or 
will this Marlins team set them straight? So Saturday, game is at 1:10. Jacob deGrom gets the hill for the Mets. Trevor Rogers will be going for the Marlins. And until then, today is off. Plenty of time to speculate, plenty of time before lineups are unveiled tomorrow morning and we see how this Marlins attack will line up against the Mets' ace. We'll be back to your ears on Monday.